Welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brutt. It's a pleasure to be with you once again. And we will plan, endeavor, to record an episode about flowers for Shavuos. We all know there's a minute in Klal Yisrael, flowers at home, flowers in shul. The kids come home with the arts and crafts, which seem to indicate that there were flowers on Harsinai. So we're going to get to all this and hopefully hear some things that at least I didn't know before. Maybe some of the audience didn't know before either. And this should be something which should be interesting to people. And once again, if you have any questions or comments or suggestions or feedback, please email either myself at shwaidm at ou.org or rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brutt at gmail.com. And without further ado, here is Rabbi Brutt. How are you today? So basically, just to start with two short, very short introductions. Number one, I was like that this topic, I've been already Isaac in it, I would say for over 30 years. Looking into collecting, I was interested in it at some level or another over the years. I wrote a little bit about it in my doctorate on the Magan Avram. Some of it I'll be sharing, some of the Nebuchadnezzar today. Um, some of it I worked on in Mechon Adhena, which I've mentioned also in the past, which is where I was working, discussing Inyanim relating to Galicia. So here I was tracking down how we're going to get to the Gra, says Psak about what he said about flowers and how the people, the Gedolim Galicia dealt with it. I'm going to touch on that a little bit. I also dealt with a little bit about the Ramah there, so some of that work will also be mentioned here. Um, this also eventually led into expanding work on the Chai Adam, which we'll also discuss over here, which I eventually turned into writing a book, Amir Tzashem, about the Chai Adam. And just one last um, is I'm dedicating this to, I, I don't do too much for my shul, based fila in uh, Ramah Pichemish, but I help them every year with the putting up of the flowers in the shul. And... Um, so I dedicate to the people that uh, we put up the flowers. Even As you'll see, it's a minig Yisrael Tairahi, and that's what we're about to begin learning, the Makairis, the early Makairis for that. So it seems like this is a rabbit hole in Mahadran that you've been involved in for... Uh... Yes, it's a rabbit hole that I would say I can't... It would be too many rabbit holes to explain all the rabbit holes of where they led me. But uh, that's just a, a drop. Okay, yes. <laughs> Correct. Okay, so now the the way people like to speak always is you begin with three sh- with some stories. So we're going to say three very short stories that people heard at some point or another, at least one or two of them. Story number one relates to some cipher. It seems they always used to make a very fancy, elaborate decoration using grass, trees, and all types of um, good-smelling stuff, and they would put it um, where he sat. It's, it sounds like even like some type of small sukkah. And somehow um, a gabai saw it and he was against it. He, maybe they went out of control. They didn't. And he took it down. He didn't let them do it. And it seems that this gabai didn't last that year. It seems like some safer was upset. This is one scary story. They say, you know, starting up with a minute. Another story that people, um, that this is Rabbi Kivi of Schlesinger, an interesting character to put it mildly, when he's talking about Mendelssohn, someone that he couldn't stand, um, so he says that when he came to Berlin, so the first year he did the, the proper Minigar Shvuas, they saw that he was doing everything right with the flowers and the trees and everything. And then the next year they saw he wasn't doing it. 
So they asked the the Rav of the city, what what, what happens? He says, yeah, what, why the first year did he do it? So he said he he's starting to um being kaif, he's being a, he's became a kaifer. Obviously, this is extreme extreme kanoistic story to portray Mendelssohn in a, in a certain way, which believe every was wrote a whole safer to to this thing, but he was coming to use it as an example with the story of how he was naig with Schwartz. Obviously, I don't think there's even any truth to the story, but we're not going to go into that. The third story is, it seems in a little, some city, uh, some shtetl in Lita, they had the trees, and they had the, um, they had an elaborate thing, and the bachrim, and a bachar was touching it, and Kitzer, the, the gabai, was fuming. What are they touching it? They're going to ruin it. And he, he, he hit him very, he hit one of the bachar very strong. But Kitzer, the Rav, saw this happening. So the Rav said he's abolishing this minig so that a yeshiva bachar shouldn't get so beaten up for the, for this minig. Even though this gabai was looking at it, it's a minig, uh, you know, we have to be mahadrin and mahadrin. But he, I guess he was taking it to an extreme. Anyway, these are just three stories. Um, of the widespreadness of this minute. Okay, beautiful. So, I don't sit in a library like you have with all of those books behind me. I like some of the classic books here. If I had to start learning some of the classic sources, where, where would we begin? And maybe you touched on it. Has anybody written like a dedicated safer on this? Anything dedicated academia? Or this is something that you're going to have to put together yourself. Okay, so so first of all, as of today, there's no academic or from book just on this topic, but there's many, many articles, speeches on the internet and Tyrus in Hebrew and English. You every year people get into it and people have a Nacha Knech and they made a Nacha discovery. So it's a very hot topic in the past bunch of years. I, I did collect a bunch of articles that people wrote about and see what they said. It's a very, it's very interesting. And as like everything else, there's an X amount of sources that people get to. Some of them will mention today, and um, and every, and has their everyone has their take of how they read and put together the sources. I hope that what I'm presenting is actually some material that no one else um, has said, but it could be someone did. Well, you'll let me know now. But your but back to your original question that you said is there, it, it, it's actually very interesting, and and that will take us backwards a drop. Hilchashvuis, if you look into Hilchashvuis, so if you look in the Rishayim, there's no Hilchashvuis really. If you look in the Rambam, well, there's no there's no Hilchas flowers and Hilchas milchiks and Hilchas staying up at night. What we have as our Meir de Kashvuis with all the different things, Agdamas, all these different rich Laning Megillus Rus, you open up your Rambam, you're not going to see this. If you go to the tour, you're also not going to really see this. Now, okay, let's fast forward a little further. The Beis Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Cairo. He's, he goes ahead, collects from all the Rishayim, whatever he had, and everything. And you'll see Shvuas, there's nothing doing. There's no Hilchas Milchiks. There's no staying up at night. Now, what's fascinating is, is who? why do we stay up at night? So, obviously, that's his own episode, Rabbit Hole, not for now. But everyone always knows the Beis Yosef and his Maga, they stayed up. The Beis Yosef doesn't bring it down in the Beis Yosef or in Shulchan Aruch. The Ramah doesn't bring it down. So, were they doing it? Weren't they doing it? Obviously, that's a different episode. But... Point is, if you see, if you look at your Hilchashvuis, nothing's happening there. What happens? So the Beis Yosef, when's Beis Yosef published? Around the years 1550. We're gonna give a rough, pretty, pretty rough, exact, almost an exact date around when it's published. Okay. Now, at that time, Mamish in those years, a work comes out, a Machser comes out, the Machser Magli Tzedek, and this Machser. 
is has in it halachas from a yid Rebbein Yamin Halevi. It seems this machzer, um, this, this is the year fifteen fifty, comes out and then it comes out a few more times. And this machzer, a lot of people were fascinated with this machzer. Um, all the bibliographers of this, uh, they're busy with all different types of aspects, whether it's Mayor Benio, Yitzchak Rifkin, and a lot of other people discussing different things about this machzer. But what's significant about this machzer is that Gedoyle Apoiskim, such as the Magen Avram, El Yoraba, Makar Chaim, and a few others, they had this machzer, and they used this machzer for the halachas that this Rabbin Yom and Halevi incorporated throughout this machzer. Okay, fine. Where was this machzer from? This is for the, Kih- the Ashkenazi, Kihila, and Shaloniki. Shaloniki. Now, what does it say over there? It says as follows. On Chag Shvois, Erev Chag Shvois, as it's getting dark, you, they would put out Shoshanim Vasavim in the Beis HaKnesses. For what reason? L'chvoid HaTayra. For Kavad HaTayra. Now, okay. Fine. So this is when? 1550. So actually is, as far as I'm able to tell as of today, this is the first printed Maramakim that mentions flowers. Okay, number two. What's his Makar? So now we know that there was two very, very important sources floating around in from that time and onwards. One is the Maril, and one is the Sefer of Isaac Turner, from the Minhagim of Rabbi Isaac Turner. So the Maril who is born as late as 1375, they discuss his date, his date of his birth, but anyway, 1375, he dies 1427, his Talmud, his Talmud wrote down all his Hanhagas, and it, get, it gets published, he's in the time before the publishing era, but it gets published the first time when? In the, uh, the years after the um, after this Maglite Tzedek. Okay. Now, when, but it's clear is that the Magli Tzedek, from other sources, he had the Maril in manuscript. He had access to a great library over there, which is discussed in the Machser that he publishes. Yosef Hacker deals with this. But there was a massive library in Saloniki at the time, and so it, had, it seems it even had manuscripts. Okay. But anyway, what it says in the Maril is not the exact Lushen, what the Magli Tzedek said. He says that they put on the floor of the Beisach Knesset, he adds in, those are the same thing, but his reason is the Simchas Haregel, for Simchas Haregel. So you could obviously ask a question, if that's if it's Simchas Haregel, why is it associated with Shkuis and not with other Yom Taivim? Anyway, Rabbi Isaac Tirna, he publishes, he, he is a contemporary of the Maril. We're not going to get into his whole story also, but I'm gonna, but we are going to get into the significance of the Maril and Isaac Turner in one moment. But basically, Isaac Turner is, a, is born in 1380, dies in 1445, and he has a safer called the, the. He has a massive safer. We're not. It's not a massive safer in size, but basically going through all the aspects of the of the year, all the piyutim one says, and many different halachas. Um, are this is the source from it. It's also published in these years in the fifth in 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 these years, and what happens is like this. It has in it also a work called Hagoyisim and Hagim. In the Hagoyisim and Hagim, it says that they would do it in the Beisach. They would put Asavim. This does not have Sheshanim in the Beisach Knesset. For what reason? Lesimcha. It doesn't. And so that's similar to the Maril. Okay. Now, what happens is like this is that now we have the Maril. We have Rabbi Isaac Turner. Fast forward about 1570, the famous, famous Yid, Ramayisha Israelis, the Ramah, he, he feels the Beis Yosef doesn't, is not doing justice, let's say, to the Chagashuas. So he adds in, to, he puts in, there's a Haggah over here in Shokhar, and it says as follows, they did a Savim, 
and Shvuis in the Beis Knesset, and then he adds in Vahabatim, also at home. Zecher l'simchas matam toira. So we went from the Maril and Rabbi Isaac Turner, the Haggai Yisman which said Simchas HaRegel or Stam Simcha, or L'Chavra Torah of the Magli Tzedek, to L'Simchas Matan Torah. So we see from here, if you look at this very carefully, is that there's minor Machlekesin in the actual Minig already early on. From the Maril, it sounds like they did it on the floor of the Shul. According to Ramah, he doesn't talk about the Shul. If you put it up on, this, on the walls, it's also fine. The Maril, they did it with what? Besamim and Sheshanim. It smelled good. The Ramah, the Ramah talks about grass. Maril says it was only in the base in the Shuls. The Ramah says it's also in the houses. The Maril says a reason, and the Ramah says a different reason. And not only that, if you're looking at the, let's say, the Magli Tzedek, which possibly the Ramah might have seen, might not have seen, it's, 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 it's up for discussion, right? But the point is, he says, so what's going on here? Anyway, but furthermore, is the Ramah is extending this. Now, normally we know we open up the Dark Maisha, but over here, the Dark Maisha doesn't tell us anything. So the Ramah's work, Dark Maisha, which was what he used to eventually turn into the Ram, to incorporate as the Ramah, where he explained a lot of times his sources, doesn't say anything. So we don't know what's the reason for the Ramah or his Makairis. Now, what, why is that significant? Because many of the Makairis of the Ramah for these type of topics is the Maril and Rabbi Zikterna. That's the significance of these two great Svarim. Now, in 1903, the Leket Yosher, which is a Talmud, the Truvah Sadeshen, wrote down the Anhagas of his Rabbi, and there he says that the Truvah Sadeshen would taka do it, we're in the house. So it's possible that the Ramah had this as a makar, and that, and at least for the house aspect, which the Ramah is extending, the makar is from the Trumas Hadashim. Okay, but it's Yitachin, the Ramah was not being mechadish something, he probably had some sources which we don't have today. Now, interestingly enough, a work that came out literally in the 1580s, this is right after the Ramah, influenced probably by the Ramah, unknown work called Derech HaToyvim, <coughs> and he says on Shvuis, the minig is to do grass, Sheshanam, So it seems like he's taking the Ramah, but he's and he's using Lechavarataira as the reason. And and then he says, why? Because it was given the Midbar Matana Maminim. Okay, but what does it have to do with grass? It's still unclear. And this is the origin of everything. The Lush says, There was grass of Har Sinai. How do we know? Because it says, There must be. Why couldn't they be there? Because there was Mara for the gra- that they would have eaten the grass that was there. Um, I saw someone say to the effect that there was a, it's a Chiddush because it's in the Midbar. So in the Midbar there's not stuff growing. So it must have been maybe that also. But Lamaisa looking around, I was not able to find the Hezber. What's the deeper Nakuda behind um, that that is? That's why the Maril is much easier. The Maril says it's Pashat Simcha for Simchas HaRegel. But then there's a question, so why not every Yantif? But if you look in the, the way the Magli Tzedek has it, it's, it's even better because it's L'Chavar HaTayra. It's not symbolic to Har Sinai. It's a nice thing. And we're going to see an extension of this shortly of how this minute developed at a certain point in time with this Nakuda. But now let's backtrack for a minute. Alkan, we see that it's only the Maril or Isaac Turner. These are people that are active in the years 1370 and onwards. But what about earlier? Do we have any other early sources, any possible? So interestingly enough, there's this fascinating work from Emmanuel Haroimi, Machberis Emmanuel. 
It's written approximately 1321. In there we find, it says, um, basically, it seems he's, it's, without getting into the whole story behind the Sefer, but it says something to the effect that in Chaydesh Sivan is when there are Sheshanim. That's when Torah was given. So now you, there's a minig lefarbam hechla Chaydesh because it was given in the month when there is Sheshanim. So you put up flowers. Okay, so th- th- this is actually much more, it's a nicer thing. It makes more sense and everything. Now, Obviously, people. So now, this shtickle from Rabbi Emanuel Roymi eventually trickles down to Achreinim a few hundred years later. Some of them have no idea that it's in, in this that the Makar is this Emanuel Roymi. What's the significance? Because the Beis Yosef and Hilchos Shabbos Simon Shin Zayin comes out very stark against the Sefer. So the obvious question is: If is one allowed to use it or not? I'm not going to pass him. You have to ask your local rabbi. But I could, and I was recently, as a matter of fact, a week or two ago, someone asked me something relating to this. He latter, how could this person? He was relying on the safer. So I told him the following very short nakuda, which is as follows: There was a great goin who we mentioned recently, Masechta Saita, Remeshulam Roth. Remeshulam Roth was a great Galatiana goin. He wrote a tshuva safer called Kol Mavasar. Another thing that he wrote was he was asked by. Um, um, he was asked by Mayor Shapiro to write some type of curriculum for the yeshiva, what the Bakram should learn and stuff like that. Turns out, he and he lists all types of svarim and which age they should learn this and which age they should learn that. Amongst the different, each thing there is fascinating what he's doing, the curriculum. It's Kadai to have a few episodes to explain the significance, what the svarim are and everything about it. But one of the svarim he says, it's Machleris Emanuel. Now, I promise you, no one, no one will accuse that Ramashulam Roth was a real from Yid. Um, they say that the Chazanish said about him that you can rely on every single tshuva of his except one, because he talks about if you should say Hallel on Yom Atzmut, and he says you should. So someone said, I heard a, a person, his comment was, if the Chazanish said on the Sefer of an Achron of his time that he could rely on every tshuva except that, and you end up saying Hallel, and you're relying on that tshuva, you're probably not going to go to Gehenna. Okay, fine. That's just a cute uh, thing. Okay, anyway, but kids are, that's the so that's the only early source is this Emmanuel. But now the question is, according to all these sources, the Ramah and the Lavush and everything that we just mentioned, there's only discussion of either flowers, grass, or Sheshanan, which is roses. Is there trees or branches and all these types of things elaborate in, in if you look in pictures of shuls of past years and years there's elaborate decorations i think i've seen on the internet pictures that they some at one point people put up pictures of the different shuls unbelievable elaborate um decorations where's the makar for this so interestingly enough if we're looking for the makar of trees it seems the first source is in the work found on the side of your standard Shulchan Aruch from Rabbi Avram Abelug Gambiner, the Magan Avram. He dies in 1683, and he writes in a work that's printed after he dies in 1692, that today people do Lahamid in houses and in shuls. Now he says Noyagin, so it seems that it seems it started to become Noyag maybe in his time. Now why? Says the Magan Avram, I would like to be Mechadish, possibly that the reason is because on Atzeres, what's the din on? Peris Ha'ilon. So it should remind us to daven for the Peris Ha'ilon. Very interesting thing. So he's being mechadish the time for the minute, because we, the, as we just saw, are the early sources for it? No, but people are doing it. So he's trying to melame, what's the Hezber? Okay, so here you see someone being mechadish already a time and a minute, which is its own discussion, not for now. Anyway, there's a lot to discuss about this Nakudu with the Magan Avram, but just the two Marmachimus about it, and we'll move on. One is, it's a Chibur Adne Paz from Rabbi Ephraim Heksher, dying in Altuna. 
printed in 1743, where it's clear we see they were doing this thing with the trees. He talks about another thing that they had, um, Aseris Adibris, on top of the Arna Kaidish. And many shuls today, they have such a thing. So on, on Chag Shvuas, they would have, on, on the Ilanois, they would have some type of Aseris Adibris on top of these Ilanois, some type of thing. But he was against such a minic. But we see that they're doing it in the tree. They will put in the tree even the Aseris Adibris. Okay. Interestingly enough, in a, in a historical work from 1785 he, of Nicholsburg, um, he writes, Chashavayid, he writes that um, it was very cold in 1785, and you'll see the significance of the date 1785, so they couldn't have trees to make this chalik of the minig in where they were. Okay. But the question is, is there any other early sources for trees? Because as of now, I'm saying is the early source is who the Magana from. Anyway, fast forward. There's a chibur, it's called um, Shulchan Aruch from a Yudai Mudina. Now, this chibur, we're not going to go into discussion what it is right now, but it's published, it's written in 1616. That's a lot before the Magan Avram. So, in there, I'm looking at it, and it says that you de- they decorate the, ba- the shuls and the base medrash and the houses with sheshanim, and then it says at the end, the anfe eats avais, which is trees. So I'm like, oh man, here we have a er, much earlier source than the Magan Avram, that in Italy, which is where he was from, in 1616, they were doing the tree minning. Anyway, this work, interestingly enough, was written not in Hebrew. He wrote this in Italian. Going back, and then it, and then it was also translated into English in the 1630s go, and 1650s. It was written for the Goyim, actually, not for Jews. And going back to the early, the first edition in Italian, and in English, you'll see that there's no word trees there. It doesn't talk about trees. What happened is like this, and this is a common problem. The translator who translated this work into Hebrew was a Galicianer in the 1850s. So he recognized in his minute, so he didn't do an exact translation. Yeah, the minute is already in that point in time in Galicia. They did trees also. So he tra- he added in words that don't say in the original text because, as I said, trees, L'chair, was not existent. As far as I know, the Magna Vram period of time, which is in the 1670s, 1680s, is when they first started doing this minute. But this is just a cute thing. It could be someone will discover a source that they did it before. But uh, as I said, this Rabbi Medina is not a source. Okay. Now the question is, is there any um, opposition to this minig? So everyone knows, and this is what we're going to get to shortly, is the gra was against the minig, because it's um, and not to do it. Okay, now obviously there's a lot to discuss about this, which we're not going to discuss, which is in the and the gdarm of this, and um, all these type of issues is a massive chuva in the marik, which is what it's t- which is also relating to the gra about this Shiloh, We're not going to go into all those aspects right now because that will be rabbit holes and rabbit holes and rabbit holes. But the, the part of the question when people talk about this, they say that that if Bechukas, if the the hanhaga is a ancient hanhaga of yidden, means that yidden were doing this for hundreds of thousands of years, then it changes. In the so they say that there's a medrash somewhere that says that when Haman was talking to Achashverosh, he's talking about the various menhagim that Yidden do. One of them is that they do on Shavuos this minig with with a savim on Shavuos, and that they're a weird group of people, and we should kill them. Now, if that's the case, we have a medrash that pre that makes this very early this minig already that in Achashverosh and Haman their time. Okay, so that's amazing, and it seems that from in contemporary chuvas, that would help them take away the problems of Okay. 
Now, in order to um, discuss this, so I'm just going to say two points with this. Number one is as follows. There's a shla, which he publishes this in 1597 first. 1597, he has Ha'aris in the back of his father's work, Amik Bracha. Then it's also incorporated in the shla. And over there, it talks about a minig that it seems they would give out in shul. They would give out grass to smell after Shemayin So he says not to do it then. You should do it at a different time. Okay. Now, the Magen Avram brings down the Shla and the Paiskim handle the Shla, and it's very cryptic what's going on over here. What seems to be happening is as follows, that um, we have another aspect in this meaning, and that is clear from, if you look at Rabbi Yosef Yusuf Shemesh, the Shamesh of Vermais, when he's talking about worms, the Kila, what they did is they would, they would have the floors of the shul, they would put um, grass and all these types of things, and on, around the Arn Kaidish they would put sheishanim and flowers and and grass, and then they would give to the Chasheva members uh, flowers by their place so they could smell it. So it seems like there was some type of minig to give it out in shul. So Shlo was against when they were giving it out because it was the middle of it was right after Chaz, it was I guess it's going to be during Chazar Ashat and people might make a brach on it. That's going to be a problem, but. Let's say to do it right before, say, if a Tyra is taken out, that's not a, not as a not as, not a problem. Anyway, it seems that later on in Shaloniki, um, Rabbi Yisuf Malchai talks about this, and there's other sources that this is what they did when they would by the by um, by Kriyas Atayra or by Hagba. Different times they would put out flowers, and that was a, that's an extension of the meaning. Now that's what it sounds like in this supposed medrash that says. Um, um, that they would gather grass on Shavuos, that Haman was saying Tachashverosh. Now, Shaila is, so now, one Nakuda is over here, this is, if this is the Makar from the Minig, and wait, the Shla is saying it, and later on in, in, in the Shulchan Gavaya from Rabbi Yisimolcha and other sources, this would sound much closer to the Ramah because the Ramah was saying it has to do with something with the Tyrus. That's why they did a Dafka Bashas right before Kriyas Atayro or right after Kriyas Atayro, something symbolic to that, and it's not specific to Simchas Aregel, which, which is how the Maril did it. So this is a, a different shlav, a, a different step in the Minig. But what is the, tar- what is the, what is the Makar? Is there really an ancient Makar from the times of the um, Achishverosh and Haman? So the, the answer is like this. It seems there's a chida, and the chida, as we know, was unbelievable what he knew. And in a, in a short cryptic note in Berke Yosef, he says as follows: There's a there's a there's a smach for the minig brought down about flowers, and there's a god that says that they would do this with grass on shuas. What's he talking about? He doesn't say which medrash he's referring to. So there's a famous medrash. There's different versions of the medrash, also in Targum Sheni and Megillus Esther. And basically, it sounds like they would gather apples on that was thrown down. On Shavuos. They, they would throw it down, then they would gather it. And there's, diff- there's all different sources of this Medrash. Now, some people might realize this might trigger a memory, and that is on Simchas Torah, there's a Hasidish, a Minig, which is that they throw apples. So, Atzeres is the Shiloh is if Atzeres is referring to Shavuos or Simchas Torah. And there's a lot of Makairis handling about this thing, but there's real Makairis that talk about. And this medrash, it's referring to clearly that they did throw apples or something on a on a yantif. But what about shvuas and what about flowers? So, interestingly enough, if you pull out your targum sheni, early targ- editions of targum sheni, you won't see anything of this. You'll see about the apples, and you'll see in the medrashim, the the similar medrashim, they talk about apples or something, but they're not talking about flowers and shvuas. They're talking about simchas Torah. 
Anyway, what happens is like this. In 1770, a Pirish comes out on the Targum Sheni, and in there he throws in a word, and he throws in Shoshalim v'tapuchim. Now in Shavuos, they throw, on Atzeres, they throw not only apples, but they also throw flowers. So here we have an early source, L'chaira, and that's what the Chidah was referring to, this Nusach and this Medrash, that they threw flowers and tapuchim. But it doesn't say why they did it or not, but, uh, but now that we know there's Ramad, Maril, all these different things, it will make sense that that's what it has to do with. Lamaisa, where did this seventeen seventy Pirish on the Targum Sheni get this from? And none of the editions of the thing of the Midrashim, and we have a bunch, do we find anything about Sheshanim and Shvuas? Turns out there's a work, famous work, called the Chemdas Yam. The Chemdas Yam talks about a minig, the sh- of flowers, that they would smell it and they would put it on the Sefataira, this minig sort of off the Shla. And of the, and as I said, the Shulchan Gavaya, and then says the Chemdas Yamim, the Yesh Smach Leminigzer B'Targum Sheni B'Megillah, and he refers to that Medrash. Now, if you look in Hilchas Purim, the Chemdas Yamim, he brings down the whole shtickle of the Targum Sheni. He says it's a Meridika Medrash. It's a fascinating what he's learned in Targum Sheni. So he brings down the whole thing in there. Middle, he says. They would spread it out, throw it around, and people would gather it. So we see here in the Nusach of the Targum Sheni that the Chemdes Yom is translating. So this is the Makar for this fellow in 1770 who's writing a parish on the Targum Sheni. He's using the Targum Sheni that's found. The whole Targum Sheni is found in the Chemdes Yom. Now the Chida, we know, we're not going to get into this now. He will learn the Sefer, and he knew the Sefer Chemdes Yom very well. So he remembered, yeah, the, the Targum Sheni, Lefi, that. He, it could be at that time he didn't have his Targum Sheni handies. He didn't remember. That's why it was in his head. It's a Targum Sheni. But now that we know it's not the Targum Sheni, Targum Sheni, none of the Midrashim talk about it. There's no early Makar, at least from Midrashim that we have, have been located today, that established this minute for being early. Anyway, so that's so now we could go to further into the Snagdus of the minute which is the opposition against the minig. In the Archa Shulchan, he's, he talks very cryptic. He says there was a minig to do this, to put in the shuls, grass, and whatever. And then he says, It stopped. And he doesn't explain. And sometimes we find the Archa Shulchan uses this Lashen. I suspect it's a, it's, based, it's a cryptic Lashen due to the censor. The censors in those times, the, the government only allowed certain words, things that were somehow being offending against the the religion at the time. So then they made them take out these type of things. Um, in Svarim, even in the times of Archa Shulchan, it's been, there's a lot been written about this, not only about Archa Shulchan in general, but and now what am I talking about? We'll explain this shortly. Where's the source where the Grah says this? If you open up your beer, the Grah doesn't say any such thing. But there's a safer, a safer everyone's familiar with, from Ram Danzig. The Chai Adam, it's first published in 1809, a few years after the Grah's Nifter. And again in the Sefer Chachmas Adam on Yeradea in 1815. And then later on in the Maisa Rav. And we see this Hanhaga that the Grah said not to do the minig of of flowers or the minig of trees on Shavuos. And we'll see what exactly he says shortly. Now, Lemaisa, I already mentioned, we discussed about that, that it depends on the sugya of Bechukasem Leiselechuk. So if you go, as you go, let's say, the Shailu Meshiv, in one of his Chiburim on Yeridea, so he talks about this Indian, and he says he wants to be Miyashiv, the minig of Klal Yisrael, that they do do Ilanais on, on trees, even though the Gain Rebellion Mivilna says is a problem of Chukas Goyim, 
as it's brought down, we are in the Sefer Chayyadam. He says, no, it's not true. Because if it's something that's done for COVID and it's not done for Avodah Zarah, then it's not going to be a problem of how do I know how it's done? So he says, I sent the people to go ask the Goyim why they do this, why they put up trees, why they put up trees. And he said, because um, maybe it's a problem. And Lamaisa, again, 1848, he wrote this and he said, they, it turns out they only do this because of COVID and nothing to do with the religion. So it's not a Bechukaseimu if they're only doing it because it's something nice. Goyim do something nice and we do something nice. So then it's not, there's no problems of Bechukaseimu Lamaisa, much later on in Galicia, besides for the Shalomesha, if you have the Marsham, he talks about it in a tshuva, and he says that it's no problems of because we're doing it differently than the way the Goyim do it. They leave it outside their doors, we do it inside, and that's going to be mutter. I mean, say, if, you did, if we did trees on shvuas outside of our shuls, maybe it's a problem. Similarly, we find even in the Litvish Makar, a very interesting work on astronomy called Itim Rabina. He talks about the Minigan Litta, that they do do it. And he says, yes, the Vilna Gain was against it, but that was because the Vilna Gain was talking about doing trees outside. But inside, in shuls, is not going to be a problem. So he's understanding that the that Taka, it has to do with outside. Now, obviously, uh, now, what's happening is like this. There's two things that are happening. One is that there's an understanding that it's possible that the from the Shalomeshev one could come away with a conclusion and the Marsham one could come away with a conclusion from this Makar that this Thiun is about trees and it goes very good the way I set it up. Maybe the Gra is not against flowers and that was the original Minu the Ramah. It's really this Maganavram is talking about that the Maganavram either is not saying it's an early Makar, he's just saying that people started extending to the Minig and that the Gra is against. Okay, and says these gedolim that's not a problem. Why is it not a problem? For these different reasons. But number one is what trees are they referring to? So obviously, people that grow up in places like America and Eretz Yisrael, it's much you don't really understand this as much. But if you're growing up in America, you for some reason automatically assume it's referring to when do goyim have trees and they decorate places trees? Christmas time. So the and and that's what he's referring to. So since they do it then and now, and that's what the grows that's what the grows connecting and fine. Now, first of all, is it so pashut that that's what the grows talking about? And more than that, is the Gra anti-trees or is he anti-everything? So first of all, there's a Makar from someone that lived in the times of Vilna, in the, in the times of the Vilna Gain. Um, he's the son of the Baal HaPardis. Um, not for, his name was Ramartha Epstein. And he brings down the Gra was against both trees and grass. So he seems to be putting it all together. Lomaisa, what happens is like this. If you look in the Chayi Adam, so some Chayi Adams doesn't even have um, this halacha. So what's going on here? So the answer is the Chai Adam says why was the gra against it? Because it's the chay, it's the gaiish minig lahamid ilanis bechag shalahem and their chag. So you can say it says Christmas. No, it doesn't. It says Pentecost. When's Pentecost? Pentecost is a chag that it takes place same time as Shavuos. Now the Galatiana Gedolim. Either they didn't know about Pentecost, they didn't celebrate it. It's not clear exactly where it's celebrated. That's a one mm-hmm. aspect. So they equated it. The Chayyadams that they had were censored. That's why the Archashulchan also refers to it that in the, when you can't talk about a Goyish Achab because then the censor is going to take it out, that you're stopping a minute because of that, whatever, it's going to cause problems. So, but the Chayyadam, the first edition, if you pull out your first edition, you'll see that this was what's going on. And that's a problem because where the Gro was, he saw this. 
going on. He saw in Vilna, which was a city, it wasn't this little shtetl, it was a massive city, that the Goyim had this minute. At the same time as Shavuos, so then that was a problem. So now, the Shiloh is only in Hilchas Pentecost, were they doing trees, and is it also grass? This is, you have to know the Sugis of Pentecost. Now this, I was, um, um, the research of this and the, how I got to this was a good friend of mine from Lakewood, Ellie Mark, and he was aiming on this prat. They spent time looking into it, and it requires a lot of eon exactly what it is that is the Chag of Pentecost and what is exactly Hilchas Pentecost and Hilchas Christmas trees, really. If it's anyway, when does Christmas trees come from? Did the Groy even know about Christmas trees? And it turns out Christmas trees are not so ancient as we might think. Okay, anyway, Makitzer, fine. Now, I'm not going to get into all these different prati pratim, but the point is that's the makar and the Galatiana Paiskim that are coming with Limits because they're assuming it sounds like because they're referring to Christmas as opposed to Pentecost. Okay. Now, just to um, conclude this with just a f- um, all many of the Paiskim talk about it. There's Mamish, a long list of Heintika uh, Paiskim that talk about it, but we're not going to go through all of them, but we, time is short. And we're just going to say just the three, three, four uh, points to conclude. And that's as follows. It's very possible the Gra, when he issued his psak, he was giving a psak for Vilna. He wasn't giving a world psak. Because it, it, let's say, let us say, Luyitzur, in Saloniki, people did do this meaning, but they didn't know this Chag of Pentecost. So he wasn't talking about them. Now, what happens is, is a lot of times the psak is relative for a certain place. The Chai Adam um, wrote it down, but he's writing also for Vilna. He had no idea the power of the print, how far out this is going to go. And this gets us to a very important point. There's a question that's asked by many, is how does the Gra become as famous as he does? Yes, we know the Gra was the Gra, and he was unbelievable in words we can't describe, but how does anyone hear about him? So different suggestions have been made over the years, and one suggestion that I suggest is through the Sefer Chai Adam. Chai Adam was published over 90 times. It was a best-selling work. There were Chaburis learning Chai Adam all over Europe, everywhere, um, learning the Sefer. And in the Sefer, he quotes and talks about the Gra, who we knew well, many, many times. He brings on Haggis of the Gra. This is before even the Maiserav, and the Sefer is getting everywhere. So if I would ask people to tell you, ask them, what's the most famous gra that you ever heard of? I am pretty sure I would say it's the Anhaga of trees on Shavuos. You, you ask a guy, the guy tells you he's giving a shear about Shavuos, or he's going to speak about it, someone's going to mention Oh, the gra says it's very well known. I, I'm pretty sure it's, I would venture to say it's the most famous known gra. Uh, could be I'm wrong. It's hard to prove that I'm wrong, but this is this is my uh, um thought about it. Now, so it happens like this. How does this grog get out there? This person, the grog, it's through this safer called the Chayyadim, but it's not only this thing, it's it's everything. And it gets out there. Lomashul, there's a chibur that he, there's a guy that writes, uh, his name is Marche Kosover, he writes that in 91 editions that he saw of the Chayyadim and he he, tr- he tracked down that there's over 91 editions as far as he knows, uh, 90 editions that he saw. But there's more. There's more probably. That's all that he was able to see, he says. Okay, anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is like this. That the, the psak of the Chayyadam could have been more a local psak based on the Matthias where they were. And the Chayyadam became a bestseller even beyond his wildest dreams. He says, actually, in Agdama, for the second edition, that the Sefer became every, it went everywhere beyond his wildest dreams. The same thing in Chayyadam. Everyone's learning it. But he, he didn't know this. So, therefore, it's not necessarily that the psak whatever the psak of the Gra was, wasn't meant to be universal. So that's why it could be in the Bira Gra, he didn't include it because it wasn't, it was a thing he said in Vilna. Vilna, he sees what's going on. 
which is its own discussion. What does it mean? He sees he was locked up in his room and he didn't even open up the window shades, even whatever. Is the girl really a person that was cut off from society or not? We're not going to get into that. Anyway, but the point is, eventually the Minhagim of the Gra were takes time, but as Rav Zevin writes, and interestingly enough, in Seifen Vesvarim, how does the Hanhagas of the Grah get out there? He says one of the ways is through the Luach Eretz Yisrael. When it comes to Eretz Yisrael, all of a sudden, Rav Tukashinsky wrote down different Hanhagas, and, and that's slowly what happens. Anyway, um, the Kitzer, the Hanhaga of the Grah, of this Nakuda, of the opposition, but in Lita, there's many Makairis that they didn't accept at least this particular Hanhaga, that they did have trees. Um, Lamashal, Rav Moshe Feinstein writes, in his youth, there was a machlaikis, there was a valojan talmidim, they wanted to steal the trees. And it was a big machlaikis in the city. And the reason was they were coming mitzad to be mekayim de gra, but, but the city where he was, it, was a, it wasn't a chasidish city, so to speak, or anti-gra city. But it wasn't accepted. And there's many different sources. Just to quote one cute source, Chaim Grada, in a book of his, translating to English, called Rabbis and Wives. Now, Chaim Grada was from Vilna. So in the story that he's talking about, he writes about Shavuos, the characters, and it seems someone had flowers, and he says as follows. He says, Kitzer, this woman prepared flowers. So her husband says to her, the, the Vilna Gain did away with this custom because the Gentiles do the same thing on their holidays. She said, eh, what if the guy did it? He did it, he he did away with it. But now we're a hundred years later, and we have our Tamuchacham and our Kihilo over here in Vilna, and he does it. So you see, even in Vilna, they did it. Anyway, um, and even though it's a novel, Chaim Grada, but it's Yadua that what he wrote about was a reflection mamish of live accounts of what he witnessed in Vilna. And he was an amazing um, person of. In amazing sense that he recorded, he was trying to record for what was destroyed, the literature world that was destroyed. He did an excellent job of recording that. Anyway, Lamashal Rabshrei the Blitzky writes, he heard that even in the base Knesset of the Grub before the war, they had trees. And he says, <laughs> So he, he was bothered by it because he was a Gronik, and in the shul of the Grub, that's already something else. But but the, what I mean to say is there's Makairis and different Litvish and Makairis. Now, interestingly enough, there was some Hasidim that accepted the Sanhag of the Grub, the Munkacher. Once he says, well, Maisa, we don't do it. Um, out the Grub. He didn't do it, at least. He, I don't know what, if he was telling people or not, but anyway, fine. Anyway, I'm not going to go give the long list of all the different kehillas that did it, but just to conclude, the last two points, and that's as follows. One is, what's interesting is, is today, everyone does it, pretty much, except a few hardcore Gronics, because there are more Gronics than there ever was before. But even in the Svardi world, and if you look in many of the Makairis, the Svardi world it has nothing to do with it. As I said, the base, as I started the whole story, the base Yosef, that whole... There's nothing. There's no Makairis. There's a work put out in the 1770s, uh, like a Kitzer of the Shulchan Aruch, so to speak, from the son of the Chazi David. Yes, as I said, there's almost nothing there. Even in the 1770s, they're not doing it. At a certain point in time, you see, in Saloniki, I said, the Shulchan Gavaya, Svardi Makar, and others, based David, they talk about, by the Sefer Tyra, they did a certain aspect, but the shuls being fancy, decorated, not. but today, you'll see, they, they talk about it as much. Basically, the Minig slowly started from a more Ashkenazi Makairis, for the most part, which is the Maril, Rabbi Isaac Terna, Pilish Minhagim, all these places that gets the Ramah and all these um, places. And eventually, today, everyone's doing it. You look in all the different Svarim, the Hasidim that are doing it, are, and, and the Svardim are handling doing it, and all the different Svarim, and they all talk about the Targum Shani as a Makar, but it's, when you're going to the Makars, it's not so Pashit. And, and the last Makar for this story is as follows. 
there's a minute, and this relates to also what kids come home with, is they would come, they would have these um, paper flowers, and they hang them up. So this is already going back over a hundred years, and I, I didn't re- when I first was looking into this topic, I didn't realize there's a whole sugya in Hilchus of flowers, making these paper flowers, not only on Shavuos. And someone even sent me a book as a present, Ramesha Tzuriel. Someone once gave him a book. He said, Who is gonna, who's going to have some hanad to have something to do with it? So he sent it to me as a present. And it turns out it relates to the sugya that people, instead of doing flowers, and maybe that the grow was against, but so what they did is they would hang on the walls pictures of flowers. So it's not the same. Anyway, as early as I found the Marshall in a work, a fascinating work, not for now, called Sefer Kundis, the trickster, in 1824, ref- reflecting Vilna, twice he talks about the Rezalach that they would hang on the walls, in the shuls, in the house, in the, de- in, in the form of flowers. So paper flowers, that's what I'm referring to. And the point is that this is another step with the minig, and this is a lot, uh, you know, that's why the moras, they, in the preschools, they send them home with flowers, paper flowers, already, because they're trying to makayim the gra and the rama all together. Um, Kal Yisrael likes to be mahadar and all the different minhagim. Anyway, these are just some of the aspects relating to this minig, minig Yisrael tayrihi. There's a lot to learn, a lot to discuss, a lot to be mayrich about it, but this is just the bekitzer nimrats, some of the nakudis behind the early origins of the flowers on Schwartz. Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much. So a couple things before we wrap it up. You mentioned the Shla, and we're recording this episode on Erev Rishchidesh Sivan. So what's your minig? Do you say the tefillah for the skula? Do you make with the shtickle that you mentioned earlier? What do you say? I say is that you, if, you, if, you do, if you learn entire of the Shla, then you're Mekayim, then you're for sure Mekayim, because who said even if the Shlo, it's not even clear if it's the Shlaz Tfilif that he wrote it or others, or he took it from somewhere else, but Klal Yisrael, and especially in recent years, thanks to the power of the internet, took on this Tfilah, and as they say, Tfilah, especially for this, with Chinuch of children, is very important. But on the other hand, learning Tire of the Shlaz is probably also, as a cold Litvak, I would say that you're probably Yaitza, Shaila is what the Chida, what the Shla himself would rather you doing. So that's a Shaila. I can't answer that. It's too big of a Shaila. I'll regalachas to answer. Excellent. Now um, you mentioned the Ga and Minig Yushalayim, like you said before, even though they're big into the Minhagim of the Goyin, seems like this one they uh, left behind. But interestingly well, enough, I recall, not I recall, these Shivas, I mean, someone could tell me, I don't think they put up decorations in Lakewood Yeshiva. When I was in Yeshiva, they didn't put up decorations. In my shul here, which, you know, many of these schools are like, but they like to follow Minigai Yeshiva. They don't put up um, flowers and things. Right. Right. Correct. It, it seems, I, I don't know a poll, but from pictures that I've seen, it sounds like some Yeshivas do do it. But I can't say that all, I can't say a thing because it could be changes. Certain years they do do it. You know, it could be who's the guy in the Yeshiva at that time. He's a Hesa. Ronick, so he doesn't do it. it. You know, it has to take some uh, shul flowers. It takes there's a people have to do it to organize it and everything. So people, do, you, not necessarily because they don't do it, is because there was a whole meeting of the Rosh Hashivas against it because we're doing the gra. Just mean they didn't do it. On the other hand, sometimes it is because there was a meeting and we're doing the gra. So yeah, exactly. Okay, Yashakaya, thank you very much, and uh, looking forward to the next episodes. Thank you.